Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Soft, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. I'm going to open up this week a bit of a different angle. I'm still going to rant and talk to you. Maybe rant's the wrong word, but definitely talk. Every show we do, it's always about sales, right? And this show will be no different. You're going to love, you're going to, you're going to love, oh my gosh, you're going to love this week's guest. I love this week's guest. I'll introduce you to him shortly. But what I want to talk to you about was something a little different. I want to talk to you about, about you as a person. So I'm not necessarily talking about you as a sales rep right now. I'm talking about you as a person and I will do what I often do, which is I'll use me as an example to try to establish where I'm coming from so that when we can talk about you and then I'll bring on my guests. I take my job, I take my career, I take my profession, I take my craft, my discipline. I take it really seriously. I'm old enough to not care so much about what others think, but that never goes away. And sometimes I get emotional because I care so much. Sometimes I don't understand why my colleagues don't care as much as I do. Sometimes I don't understand why my colleagues don't see what I see. Sometimes I look at my peers and I don't fathom, I don't grasp why they just brought it to the 50 yard line when they could have brought it to a touchdown. They could have run all the way downfield with just a little more effort. Sometimes when I get criticized, about how I approach my career, the tactics I do, the tools I use, the approach and my personality and my management style and my coaching style and my execution style, which is always not optimal just because I'm not an expert at everything by any stretch of the imagination, but I suck at a lot of stuff, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Sometimes when that happens, when I just, I just, I get frustrated. You know why I get frustrated? I get frustrated either in me or in my colleagues or my peers, because it's about going the extra mile, doing the extra bit, being incredibly intentional about what we're doing. So let me give you a good example. You may not have noticed this. I may be pulling back the curtain a little bit, but every single podcast we do here, we have a formula. Every show has got that, but there's a formula to how we do it. And this will make sense. We do the podcast like you're hearing now, and we do it on both audio and video so you can consume it out of the way. And then when it goes to air, that same week, we email those who say, I want to be notified. If it goes live, we put it live on multiple, multiple properties on vanillasoft.com, on insideinsidesales.com. And then we stream it on social media, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, Wednesdays at noon, Eastern time, lunch and learn. And then we use the video. We actually went to video. We were originally just audio. So we could get video clips of our guests saying amazing things and we could do it on social media. So, so we repurposed the content for social media clips. We changed our production style. We repurposed the content 
to go out on social channels and not just be syndicated out on our podcast platform. And then three months later, we take this podcast, we turn it into a blog and it goes on vanillasoft.com. It links back to the show and to the guests and it drives SEO juice. And then a month later, we turn that blog post into a 60 second little promotional social media clip with music and sound bites and just text callouts and B-roll in 60 seconds. And it's a whole four month process for every single every single episode yet so many people just do a podcast they just do a podcast they just do a podcast that's a great example of how you can just take it from the 50 yard line to the touchdown zone just by making something just a little bit further just a little better can you tell when i talk about this when I talk about my craft, your craft is sales, my craft is sales, your craft is self-branding, it's promotion, it's marketing, my craft is marketing. I am emotional about this. I am intentional about this. I want to be the best at my job. That's what I want. I, that's the best way I can put it. I don't want to miss an opportunity. I don't want to look back and say, shit, why didn't I do that? When it comes to sales, when your income depends, your career progression depends on going above and beyond, not just putting in the bare minimum. I want you to do this. I want you to be emotional. I want you to be intentional. I want nothing but the best for you. That's why I do this show. That's why I bring in the people. So that's my little personal sharing. It's deep, dark, way down on my tummy. That's how I feel. That's why I do what I do. So I thought to myself, who's a really good example? Who's a really, really good example of somebody who started off as just an SDR, just like everybody else, and progressed himself in his skills and his abilities and his accomplishments in this industry so that we can learn from him and we can learn how he is emotional about the process. That's why I'm really excited to bring on Morgan Ingram. Morgan, my friend, how are you? Come on, I wanna to talk to you, I wanna see you. I wanna hear all about you getting emotional about the process. How are you keeping, sir? I'm doing great. Just, uh, we're fired up, we're ready, we're excited. So looking forward to this. You got, a, you, you got a big ass smile on your face right now. If you're listening on the audio only, he's got a big ass <laughs> smile on his face. He's giggling, he's happy. That's cool, we got him in a good mood. Thank God, I was hoping to get him in a good mood. You know. Your reputation for not smiling is prolific. Everybody looks at you and says, yeah, usually Morgan is cranky and, and I'm being sarcastic at this point in time. <laughs> All you, I, every single time I see you, you're smiling. You're always, always a happy guy. I got to ask you, as I talked about that, and hopefully I haven't put you in a tough spot. I don't want this to be the Morgan story, but I do want to use you as a role model of what others can do and learn from you. And I know this is probably something you're passionate about too. So when I was being kind yeah. of transparent there for a minute, you did a good job not mocking me. Thank you for that, sir. Did anything I say resonate with you at all? Jump off the page or did you think I was just full of crap? Just asking. You can be honest. It's all good. Yeah. So you said be the best. One thing that I've seen from great athletes, great actors, and everyone across the board is they all aspire to be emotional about the process and not about the outcome, which is what Daryl was talking about there. So that comes from that is control what you can control we can control the process and what we can do to get better. But sometimes the outcome is due to external factors that again, we don't have any control over. So when you get emotional about that, that leads to less results. And so one thing that I learned 
throughout this journey that John Barrows, you know, who I work with has told me is that, yo, you got to start caring about the process and not about the outcome of getting a closed deal or a meeting really hit home with me because I realized that I had so drawn into the outcome of being great, but not the process of being great, honing my skills on discovery, honing my skills on creating content, honing my skills on cold calling and what we should be doing as sales development reps and as prospectors on a day-to-day -day basis is knowing how to level up our outreach, knowing how to do a multi-channel prospecting approach. And these are things that if I don't know how to do all these channels, I'm not going to be able to reach out to the people that I need to re reach out to. And if I limit myself, I limit myself on how great the potential that I can be in the long run, which I truly believe that I can reach. And so when I say be emotional about the process, not the outcome, it's honing yourself on those skills and humbling yourself to ask for feedback so you can get so in love with the process. It doesn't matter who helps you along the way, your outcomes are greater than what your ego was and not accepting the process and not accepting the, the lessons there. So would it, would it be fair for me to say, whatever my goal is, maybe I'm an SDR and my whole goal is simply to get a, a meeting for the account executive, or maybe I'm an account executive, my goal is to get that deal, that win, that loss. I'll use the example of, I lost the deal. If I can look back and say, did I miss something? Is there anything, I, you know, what would I do differently? And, and I can go, I did. Yeah, that check, that check, that check. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't think of anything I might do differently. Now that could be just ignorance and evity. Maybe there should be lots you should be doing differently. But <laughs> my point being is if, if I feel good that the process was followed to the best of my abilities, your point was spot on. Yeah. The outcome, I lost the deal might not be what I wanted, but I sold it properly. Sometimes you just don't win it. Is that a good analogy or not? That is an accurate What you were saying there is whatever happens as the outcome, if you just focus on, I lost the deal, woe is me, you're not learning anything there. You gotta be like, okay, I lost the deal. That happened. It sucks. I'm not a fan, but okay. What was the process that got me up to losing it? Did I not follow up correctly? Did I not ask the right questions in the discovery call? Was my initial outreach not the, did I get the reason and then this outreach. So it didn't lead to the closed deal. I didn't get the right people. So now the right people were talking to the, to someone else was my competitor. So that's what I mean by getting emotional at the process. There's things in there that you're missing. If someone loses a Super Bowl, they Super Bowl, but it was something in that process of leading up to the Super Bowl and why they lost that game. Right? So those are things you have to be thinking about as well. I think a great example right now, Joe, you may, you're probably watching this. I'm watching the last dance right now with Michael Jordan. I love it. And the key thing there is that they lost to the Pistons like over and over and over again. Michael Jordan just focused on losing to the Pistons and was just like, man, I hate the Pistons. Let's just, I hope until they get out of the league and they just get old or whatever. He probably wouldn't have gone on to win those six finals, but he got emotional about his process to be like, yo, they're beating me up. So that means I need to get stronger so we can beat up on them. That to me was a huge moment. I've seen the bad boys, Pistons 30 for 30, and now I'm watching this. And the Pistons are what took him to that next level of greatness, no matter what anybody says. But he had to fall in love with the process of getting better and stronger so that his outcomes can get better. Or you can just say that Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas were kick ass. You know, either way, one of those two, you know, I'm just, you know, throwing that out there. I'm a huge fan um, of the bad boys. I love them. Okay. <laughs> I love the point you're making. Now, before we get into some of the points today about how you can do this, so you can be the best salesperson you can be, 
Can you give us just a quick and dirty, what's your story? Because I love your story in the sense of there was a time when you were just an SDRotic, everybody else. Now you're prolific. Now you're on every single freaking Zoom call and webinar and public speaking stage. You travel the world. You're helping other SDRs become rock stars. You work with John Barrows and his whole crew. But that was a process. So maybe just one minute. What was your story? It was a documentation of telling people this is what I'm starting out as, as an SDR, right? And then showing you the obstacles, the benefits, and the adversity that I faced. Because I was very genuine in that story, it's allowed me to work with John and, and be on certain stages and talk to certain people. But really, at the end of the day, I'm just sharing a journey. And I had to realize that I had to grow in this process. Me, when I first thought I was an SEO to now, are, are different people. But the thing is, I surrounded myself with people that allowed me to give me the right advice so I can be genuine and can document that so then I can see success at the end of the day. Really, that's what I believe in is throughout this process, get emotional about it, understand what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right, take the advice from people that are smart and execute on it. And that's what I've been able to do throughout my journey. Do I do it every single time? No, but I'm learning every single day on how to take that advice, humble myself and move forward. And that's what's been helpful for me as an SDR and continues to help me in my career. So one of the things I've said over and over again on the show, if you're a regular listener, is success starts with self-awareness. And you just heard Morgan say that. I had to humble myself. What a powerful word. I had to humble myself to know that, to clue in, to be aware. So success starts with self-awareness. When you recognize your strengths and your weaknesses, and then you take the initiative to actually grow and develop, then that's how you have success. And that's why I have Morgan on the show right now. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break here and come back and kick ass on all the lessons he's going to share with us. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. Okay, so we said self-awareness is where it starts. You gotta have a position of humility, you gotta be humble. I so love that word. I want to bring that word back again. I love the self-awareness thing. Now we're getting to the process part. All this was about emotional, but it was about the process. So let's talk process. Morgan, I'm looking at you. I'm assuming you've got a whole bunch of points you wanna make here, so let's just walk us through. What's the first point that's relevant to the process? First and foremost, you have to understand your buyers. So this is something that has been a vocal point for us here at JB Sales, and it should be a vocal point for every single client and every single salesperson, right? So the big thing at the end of the day is what are the current problems that your prospects are going through in this current climate and adjusting to what those are. And, and that will allow you to then get more emotional about the process and then understand how to target them and have a conversation with them. 
Because once you understand those, that's what they're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. And then you can create messaging directly related to that. So if you aren't already working on that already, definitely do that. And if you're not talking to your customer success team, I would also get on that as well. You've brought up a really interesting point because I was asked recently, how do I learn my buyer? But I want to circle back to your point about the customer success team, because I didn't even mention that. And that's brilliant. To understand your buyer, you pick up that thing called a phone and you call some existing clients who are in that right ICP, that ideal customer profile, they're the right persona you're targeting. So if you're selling marketing services, you would call me, the marketer, but I'm a client already, so I'm a friendly. And you ask them all these questions. Okay, so what were your pains? What were your challenges you have every single day? When you engaged us or hired us or bought us, you know, what were the problems you were trying to overcome and, and what did you evaluate and why us versus somebody else? And how has that changed now? And what lessons learned? And just going to ask all these questions. It's a 10 or 15 minute call. And you should do that to three, four, five different customers. And a couple of things happen. One, you get a consistent story about what your buyer's like. You, you feel their pains. You understand that because you can use all of those messages in future prospecting efforts. The second part of it always that becomes stories that you can story tell them. Oh, I was talking to Sally at ABC and uh, George and Sally said this, is that what you go through George? Cause she's a client of ours by the way. So that kind of stuff makes it really personal. People love stories. Now that's what I told them to do. You brought up customer success. Why customer success? Customer success is dealing with the clients all the time. And you brought up some great points there too. And I feel like sometimes we just ignore the fact that they're talking to customers more than everybody else. Just hit them up and be like, hey, you're having those quarterly reviews. How about I hop on a couple of those calls? You're probably having weekly calls. Hey, can I hop in just to see what the language that you're working with them on and with our solution and how you're helping them moving forward. I think Dale, your point of picking up the phone is what you should be doing anyways, if you're, especially if you're an AE right now and have that conversation, I would also encourage you all to do a round table. It's something that I did earlier this week with clients. I had five to six sales leaders. I asked questions around the current climate. It allowed for an environment for me to learn on what their pain points are. So now I can talk directly to that in my sales conversations and prospecting and it allows for those sales leaders to get some advice from other leaders that they didn't know. So it's a great conversation, enjoyed it a lot. But if you don't know what your buyers are going through, you won't know how to prospect to them and you won't be able to sell them to effectively speak their language and then you'll see more results. So the round table idea, I love. Many people will avoid that. They get scared of it because they think, well, if I put three, four, five, you know, my clients on the same line at the same time, it may become a bitch session and they'll all yep. just gang up on me. Or they'll hear one person <laughs> will say something bad and the rest will jump on it. I want to avoid all that. But properly managed and moderated, that's not what's going to happen. And you can set the expectation for that before you ever get in. Listen, if you got a bitch, we'll take the bitch offline. This is really for you to learn. It's about this process, yep. not about the technology, it's not about how the feature works. That's the first part. Second part is when you do that, you start to see consensus. And someone says, oh, well, this is my problem here. And they all go, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They all have a common problem. It's just not Susie. That helps you out a lot. For those who aren't sure you're young in your career, customer success differs from customer support. Customer support are usually the folks who are just taking the questions right away and going, oh, you're, you can't log in, the password doesn't work, here's how you fix it. That's a support issue, get me back up and running again. Success is I want you to be not just average, I want you to be great. Let me show you how to use the product better and more powerful and whatnot, that's success. And they also often have, success will often have numbers and benchmarks and baselines, but we started here and now we're here that you can use in understanding your buyer. All right, that's step number one. What's next, man? What's next? So next, now that you understand, I know what my buyers are going through, you have to do something a little different. Video. Video is what y'all need to be doing. And the reason you need to be doing it is because prospecting for all my sales 
development reps out there is like a trailer movie. Prospecting is a trailer. You're being brief, you're being brilliant, and you're being gone. That's what a trailer does. It grabs your attention and be like, I got to go see the movie and I go go check this out. So your job as a sales development rep at the end of the day is paint this beautiful trailer for you so that you can go check out the movie, which is the AE, which is going to help you close the deal and then continuously, you know, probably cross up to you for some more sequels, right? That's how I see the sales process. So video is a great way to lead with real empathy, not fake empathy. It allows you to handle all elements of communication, which is the 7%, which is the spoken word, 38% is voice and tone, 55% is body language, and it allows you to have confidence in your approach. If you're a rep right now, you should be taking seriously because it's gonna make you stand out and you're gonna get more responses and you're gonna get more engagement. So when you say video, there's lots of ways we can go with this. I'll list a few, then you respond. Video could be me, making a video and sending it to you embed it in an email like bomb bomb or vidyard it could be me making a video and sending it to you on linkedin video could be on zoom we're having a zoom meeting but i'm turning the damn video camera on video could be me having an opinion piece being an expert in my industry that i sell to and posting it on social media for the world to see and hopefully my prospects see it too i think i'm pretty kick-ass do all of those apply to your analogy or some of those you tell me yeah all of the above based on gongs studies if you have video in your sales cycle you're going to increase conversions and you're going to close more deals videos and your emails you should be doing that around the second or third touch i highly encourage that now those lead to even to people who are highly engaged you should be prospecting the video right because then you can be more personalized videos on linkedin are what is the best because you can see you can look at my linkedin there's so much going on there and you can put a face to the name easier because i can go right to your profile and your website I do LinkedIn videos if you can. Now, LinkedIn posting, you know, Daryl does a great job of this. This is great if your audience is on LinkedIn. If your audience isn't on LinkedIn, then you probably shouldn't be doing that. I just feel like that won't be as relevant and people might push back on that, so that's cool. But if your audience is on LinkedIn, you should be creating content. I think you should be creating content regardless, but if you're like, okay, what should I really be doing? Creating videos on a platform that your audience is at. But since we're talking about LinkedIn, you brought that up. Make those videos on LinkedIn that are relatable to your audience and, and sharing those insights, and then you'll be known as that person in the space. And I love it because your point is right. People do connect with people. So if I get to see you, hear you, verbal, body language, whatever it might be, we're developing a rapport. They're judging you. They're connecting with you before you ever talk to them. So the trailer example is a brilliant idea. So use video. Many of you are afraid of that. You don't do that. You walk away from it. You make excuses for it. Don't stop it. Remember what we talked about. It's a process. Be self-aware, be humble, perfect the skill. Next up on the list. Next, what we're going to be drilling into is being creative and innovative. I think a lot, I think a lot of people miss out on this. And we talked, we just talked about video. So I want to amplify on top of this is being creative and innovative. And the key part about this is doing something different. We also can do something different being creative is are you doing direct mail? Are you sending digital? in mail right now right are you doing memes and gifts these are the things i've seen that are working so memes and gifts on linkedin are great as well it creates a human element it's funny right you can engage with people that's being creative and innovative right now and then also thinking outside the box as in going in your crm looking at all the people that have bought your solution connecting with them on linkedin and then engaging with them on linkedin and then asking for referrals these are things that are creative and innovative and different Right now in this current climate that we're in, you can't be an average rep. 
You got to go beyond that to get yourself to that next level. So a good example of that, I was just on a session earlier. If you heard a previous episode, we we're talking about the whole idea of negotiation. It was with Scott Lease. And he said, if you get to the point and you're negotiating price, you may have to give a little, you know, to get a little. And there's lots of ways you can do that. It's not always just dollars and cents. And it could be so if, yeah, okay, I'll give you 10 points off, but in return, this is me being creative. You need to give me some referrals. You give me three referrals, I'll give you 10 points off. And it's not just not 10 points off. It's one example of creativity. The whole point is you want to go outside and be memorable. You'd be shocked at how much buyers are really receptive and open to creativity. Be different. Be that person who's different. Number four on your list, what is it, dude? Getting feedback and being concise with it. I used to be really bad at getting feedback, especially if it was negative or any type of criticism. I'm really not that great at it and I'm continuously getting better at it. But the key thing that I've learned is that when you ask people for feedback, like execute on it and then use that in your process. And the more that you think about being emotional towards it, that's what helps you be better at the end of the day. I think a lot of times what we end up doing is we hear advice from someone and we're like, yeah, whatever. Or we get a critique and we're like, that person doesn't know any better. And then again, we get emotional about it and we don't do anything. <laughs> what we should be doing is like, if you care about being great and you care about your process, then you'll listen to people to how to get that better. And so I'm seeking that feedback. I'm taking that feedback and then I'm being direct with it. So then I can get the most out of it. And at the end of the day, that's more so where I see results personally, but also other people that I've worked with have seen results by taking that feedback, listening to someone and take action on it. And I was on a podcast with Scott and he was like, yeah, you know, one thing that he personally told me that I do well on that podcast, if you listen to the episode was I take feedback now and then whatever someone says, I go take action on it. Does it happen every single time? No, but for the most part, I will take that. I will go get it. One of the things I have espoused over and over again is A-B testing. Why is that relevant? Yep. Because what I don't talk about, and by the way, A-B testing in this case simply means try script A or script B and see what works. Email one, email two, see what works. We're always testing, testing, testing. Testing is awesome. It's free to always get better. The second thing I, I don't talk about a lot, but to Margaret's point is I'm constantly doing postmortems. How was that? What could I have done better? Did you like this? Did you like that? Before we start, Morgan said, Daryl, I'm loving your beard. I'm like, dude, do you like it? Cause it's brand new. I don't know. Like, if I look like an ass, please tell me, I want to know I look like an ass. You don't, you know, don't humble brag me. Just tell me I look like an ass. And then he said, I look like an ass and it really made me cry. Okay. We are into overtime now. I think you have one more point to make, and this might be the most relevant, salient point of the whole thing. What is it? Hit me up, dude. Last point that I want to make here is talks about a lot of stuff, but I want to package it so everyone can listen in on this. Focus on skills at a time in your process. And this all comes from Kobe Bryant. So Kobe Bryant, how he got great was he focused on things one at a time. So he was like, I want to get really good at free throws. So he focused heavily on free throws for two months. Then he focused heavily on three pointers. Then he focused heavily on two point shots. Break down your process into where you can focus. For a couple months, I focused only on video when I started off as a rep. I got really great at it and then I moved on. Then I focused on cold calling. Then I focused on emails. Then I focused on brand. Then I see where I'm going here. So the key thing is that you want to focus on certain skills in the process, get emotional about those skills, lock it in and then move on. Now that doesn't mean you don't come back to get better at them. But if you're saying like, man, I just got to get better at this one thing to take me to this level, do that. So for me right now, it's how can I ask better impact discovery questions? So I have books on asking better questions so I can get real answers and direct feedback from people. So find out what that is for you. 
so that you can get better in your process and you can get more emotional about it. The five steps about the whole process. Get emotional about the process. We heard it from the man himself, Morgan Ingram. One, understand your buyer. Two, use video. Full stop, no excuses, use video. Three, be creative, be different, stand up from the crowd, have a take. Four, always be seeking feedback because it's a continuous learning process. And five, you want to be real with yourself. In other words, if you've got weaknesses, be real, be real, and then improve. That, my friends, is how you get emotional about the process. This is Morgan Ingram. Of course, you can catch him on LinkedIn. You can catch him on Twitter. He is with John Barrows. James Buckley are like the, I don't know, three musketeers. Let's go with that. They are on fire. I love their training. I love their workshops. I love their sessions. Follow all of them. Morgan, thank you for your time today. We're out of time, folks. Another week has gone by. I'll see you soon in seven days' time. Take care. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Dara Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. Sponsored by VanillaSoft.